DW, World in Progress. With Sarah Stephan. This week's show is all about music and its power to change societies. In Kashmir, young people are turning to rap to make their voices heard. But as of late, they have been moving away from certain topics. Rappers, singers and artists in the past have been taking up both political as well as social issues. But if there is a disappearance of strong political themes of late, this appears to be in line with the disappearance of any strong critique of the government. Rapper Obas in Niger wants to use modern technology to help preserve Tuareg culture. When you upload a video to YouTube, people all over the world watch it. If we make use of our traditions, crafts, arts, clothing, dance and jewelry and give it a place in modernity, it can develop and withstand the test of time. We make other people want to discover our culture and ask questions. Hip-hop artist Miss Raisa speaks out against prejudice, racism and sexism. Sí que es cierto que cuando te crías en mitad de dos culturas diferentes, de muchas, de muchos idiomas, ¿no? When you grow up between two different cultures, many different languages and ways of thinking, it becomes difficult to construct your own identity. Wherever I am, I am the girl from somewhere else. Here, the immigrant. But when I'm on vacation in Morocco, I'm a foreigner there too. All that and more coming up now. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sarah Steffen. And we start the show in Peru. The country in South America has been rocked by bloody protests for months. Protests broke out in early December, after former President Pedro Castillo was impeached and arrested. Human Rights Watch has accused Peru's authorities of turning a blind eye as security forces committed, quote, extrajudicial and arbitrary killings of protesters. Q. Renata Flores a 22-year-old Quechuan singer who sings and raps in Quechua, the indigenous language of the Andean people, a people who've suffered discrimination and have been disadvantaged for centuries. In one of her latest songs, she denounces police violence during the protests. She says the protests are driven by deep-rooted inequity that has defined Peru for centuries. Flores says she wants to shine a light on this almost forgotten part of Peruvian history through her music. Neil King has this report by Anna Herberg. The sky is crying over your departure. Renata Flores sings in Quechua, the indigenous language of the Andes. But this isn't a love song, far from it. The song is dedicated to the victims of the bloody protests that have rocked Peru for several months. Ten people were killed in Ayacucho, Flores' hometown, in mid-December, when a massacre reportedly occurred in the city. It was terrible. Helicopters circled over the neighborhood. There was a lot of gunfire. Tear gas came in through the window. We heard gunfire. People were running down the streets. Soldiers were chasing them like in a video game. We heard there were dead people. We were shocked. In Ayacucho, like elsewhere in Peru, people had taken to the streets to protest against the ousting of leftist president Pedro Castillo, calling for fresh elections. The new government sent in the military and police. 
Amnesty International reported more than 60 deaths, many of them killed by security forces. Amnesty International says authorities are targeting the indigenous rural population in particular. It was made out by the government as if these people were all terrorists. This opens up wounds from the past, especially here in Ayacucho. In the 80s and 90s, Ayacucho was the epicentre of the civil war, when the Maoist Shining Path guerrillas terrorised large parts of the country, although Peruvian security forces also committed atrocious crimes. Nearly 70,000 people are believed to have died, most of them indigenous people, who were often framed as terrorists. My grandmother was a teacher in a rural school at the time, the guerrillas came and just took students. Then the military came and burned down a nearby school, with students and a teacher still inside, claiming they belonged to the guerrillas. My grandmother fled to save herself and the family. They had no help, no options. This fills me with sadness and anger. I want to tell about this Peru. It's the story of this forgotten Peru that's now resurfacing more than two decades after the civil war. That's above all because Peru's rural population is still marginalised, has no voice and has been left behind, says Flores. She shows me photos and videos of the ongoing protests. They show indigenous women wearing hats and colourful skirts, facing a phalanx of police in riot gear. They're being shot at with tear gas and you can hear them speaking Quechua. Even my first song was about discrimination by the white upper class. Quechua was once the language of the Inca Empire until the colonial rulers made Spanish the dominant language. Until today, Quechua is considered the language of the poor as something backward and school children who speak Quechua are bullied. All this meant young generations no longer wanted to learn our language. Her most recent song is titled The America That Forgot. She wrote it, like all her songs, with the help of her grandmother. Flores mixes Quechua with Spanish. Just like she mixes traditional colourful Andean clothing with modern baggy pants and platform sneakers. Does she think Peru will change for the better? We feel there are no sincere people working for the Peruvian state. Politics is now just a business. Everyone is lining their own pockets. That's sad, but unfortunately it's reality. But there are many young people who really want to do something for the country. Flores is doing her part, using music and the indigenous language of the Andean people as instruments of change. Neil King with that story by Anna Herberg. The volatile region of Kashmir in South Asia has been disputed between India and Pakistan since both countries achieved independence some 75 years ago. Both countries claimed the territory in full. India has fought against rebel groups demanding the territory's independence or merger with Pakistan. Tens of thousands of people have died. Since 2019, 
when the Indian government unilaterally revoked Kashmir's special autonomous status and imposed a media blackout on the region, many rappers began using their music for social messaging. But many say rappers are now self-censoring and avoiding overly political topics in fear of being questioned or harassed by the authorities. Murli Krishnan sent this report from Srinagar, the largest city in the region. Said Musair, 22, has been rapping for over 15 years and was influenced by Roger David, better known by his stage name Bohemia, a Pakistani-American rapper. He raps in Kashmiri, Urdu, Punjabi and English. Better known by his stage name, MC Museb, he has a huge following on social media and is hoping that his music reaches a larger audience beyond Kashmir. Museb hopes to articulate a certain cultural perspective and help others understand what is going on in the minds of the youth in this environment. First of all, I want to represent my Kashmir. I want to take it to the higher level so people will think that uh, Kashmir rappers can do something. The people of India don't uh, love Kashmir rappers that much. They don't support uh, rappers that much. They thought they are stone pelters. Museb is referring to stone throwing by Kashmiris on the Indian forces and Jammu and Kashmir police during violent street protests and riots that occurred between youth and security personnel before the Indian government scrapped Kashmir's special status in August 2019 and split it into two federally administered territories. Since then, a security clampdown, detention and arrest of political leaders and potential troublemakers has kept the situation under control. Subterranean tensions continue to simmer. Anuradha Basin, the executive editor of the Kashmir Times has been a journalist for over three decades. She had moved the Indian Supreme Court to challenge the government's decision to restrict internet access in the Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir, which among other things prevented her newspaper from being able to publish for three months in 2019. The court did not remove the restrictions on the internet. However, the judgment widened the interpretation of freedom of speech and expression by including the right to access the internet which could only be restricted in the situation of national security. Rappers, singers and artists in the past have been taking up both political as well as social issues. But if there is a disappearance of strong political themes of late, this appears to be in line with the disappearance of any strong critique of the government. Political raps shook the authorities. To curb the growing narrative, they started tightening the noose of Kashmiri rap artists. Kashmir has an estimated 16 million inhabitants and is India's Muslim-majority state till the government scrapped Kashmir's special status and split it into two federally administered territories. Since 1947, the Muslim-majority region has been the point of contention between the nuclear armed states of India and Pakistan.
लड़की निकली पढ़ने पर सवर के निकले लड़के घर के पास आया लौंडा लेके होंडा चल तू चल बे लड़ने बिड़ने लड़की ताड़ने सोच के हैरान मैं कि लड़का सोचता नहीं कि अपनी माँ है घर पे सर पे बोझ है ये खर्चे by moving underground rapping is not worth the risk many artists say I rap on social levels and i rap on myself and uh, my dreams uh, in kashmir uh, it's a conflict area and uh, we had to rap in such a manner that no one will harm us we have to do something like that we don't have to say anything about government many musicians say venues in kashmir are controlled by the state and that acts as a deterrent for most rappers from performing their non-conformist work in public rap culture first emerged in kashmir valley in 2010 when a young boy tufail matu 17 was allegedly killed by forces while returning home from his tuition classes during a street protest in a srinagar neighborhood since then the region has thrown up a fair share of rap artists who have made a mark through their protest music Rap explored themes of militarization, political self-determination, and loss of culture in Kashmir. The movement picked up after Kashmir's first hip-hop star, Roshan Ilahi, better known as MC Cash, released his song "I Protest" in remembrance of civilians killed in an uprising in September 2010. This song right here is dedicated to my people in Kashmir. The song spread like wildfire and served as an anthem for the youth who were engaged in pitched battles with Indian security forces on the streets. Though Cash went on to release several hits, all centered around the ongoing conflict in Kashmir, he has subsequently gone quiet. Ilahi's studio was raided in 2010, and he no longer directly talks against the establishment. Some say he sells censors. Ibrahim Wani is an assistant professor from Kashmir University who has studied the phenomenon closely. It was the Arab Spring, and the streets in Kashmir were also alive. Political rap exploded onto the scene. There's a lot of energy still, but rap has moved away from politics intelligently. It questions patriarchy, stereotypes, hierarchies. Patriarchy is one important theme. Anam Nasir, 19, who goes by the stage name rapper Ani, is among a handful of women in Kashmir who perform in the genre that has been largely male-dominated. In 2019, she was the first female rapper to perform in public. as a woman and as a female rapper in Kashmir, it is very difficult for me to move forward in the rap field here. a lot of hurdles here and the conservative society and so many orthodox people that keep pushing me down besides that i write about the haters and the trollers still stalking me everywhere anam calls out the gender biases that perpetuates the discrimination and also delves on drug addiction amongst the youth and sexual violence it's not easy but she is pushing the limits of what's possible currently there are about 6 female rappers making music in kashmir
here people don't like girls doing such things they cannot see a female coming out and leveling up they are just jealous of the women you have to move forward in this field for the goal you decided the new crop of artists emerging today understand the nuances of the art mostly born out of the prevailing circumstances the essence of good lyrics beats that complement the verses and how to pick a theme commercially driven hip hop is popular in kashmir songs which are more socially conscious have been developing over the last few years addressing suicides poverty and gender rights politically charged lyrics that simmered with anger is missing many kashmiri rappers have also moved out of the music industry basin explains overall this confirms the overwhelming climate of fear in kashmir that prevents free speech as a result political protest rap is dying out says ibrahim wani hardly any political protest now it's a mini industry now and online views and shares are important also everyone is sensitive to what is posted online no one wants a knock at the door Mudli Krishnan DW Srinagar Kashmir Still to come how a Tuareg musician is rapping in Tamashek the language spoken by the nomadic Tuareg people to tell stories of their culture For example quand on parle de respect de la femme I talk about respect for women for example this tent it belongs to the woman she can pack it up and walk away with it so the woman is in charge and she makes the law the man is called upon to obey the woman we attach great importance to this a good tuareg man is someone who obeys his wife and it is the woman who makes the laws in her house et c'est la femme qui fait la loi chez elle Iman Raisali Sala was born in Tangier, Morocco, and came to Barcelona when she was eight. Since 2019, the 26-year-old has been a hip-hop artist under the moniker Miss Raisa, and has built up a considerable following on platforms like TikTok. She also studies psychology and campaigns against racism, discrimination, and sexism. When she wore a hijab, she was attacked for it. When she announced she was taking it off, there were attacks and threats because of it. When she advocated for the LGBTQ community, death threats followed, and at times she was under personal protection. Franca Wels met Miss Raisa in Madrid, and her report is presented by Ben Russell. Iman Raisali Salah, better known in Spain as Miss Raisa, was 23 when she recorded this song. She speaks about herself as a shy girl with a headscarf who always looked down. That was 3 years ago and she has long since lifted her gaze. Now always looking up to the sky. Hundreds of thousands of people watch her videos on YouTube, TikTok and follow her on other social networks. Since 2019 she's been making hip hop Her lyrics are about migration, identity, racism, sexism and prejudice. Here she raps. I speak five languages, but I'm still called dumb, uneducated and stupid. She is a rapper, a Muslim and a feminist. 
a life in which she must take on a whole host of different roles. That is what she's always said, the 26-year-old says at the Casa Arabe Cultural Center in Madrid. When you grow up between two different cultures, many different languages and ways of thinking, it becomes difficult to construct your own identity. Wherever I am, I am the girl from somewhere else. Here, the immigrant. But when I'm on vacation in Morocco, I'm a foreigner there too. So I have to be at peace with myself and say to myself, no, Imani, you are as much from here as from there, and that's more than okay. In conversation with Ms. Reiser, it quickly becomes clear that it's not in her nature to blame others or to see the world in black and white. Yes, she's experienced racism in Spain, but that doesn't mean everyone in Spain is a racist. I don't consider Spain a country that has treated me badly. It is the country where I built my whole life and to which I owe a lot. I can't be ungrateful and say, oh no, how disgusting, Spain is racist. I've had those experiences, but I've also been treated badly by people in my community. I don't want to generalize that. She's in Madrid to present her new book, her second. Her first was a book of poetry. This one is a mixture of autobiography and manifesto with the title Because I Feel Like It, A Life Against Prejudice. It's a very personal account of a liberation from the attributions and expectations of others and also liberation from an unhappy marriage, at 21 as a mother of a young daughter, against the wishes of her family and society. I always say that I didn't give my daughter life. She gave it to me. Very metaphorical, but that's the way it is. As soon as my daughter was born, I realized I can't let my daughter see a weak mother who lets herself be trampled and destroyed, but on the contrary. So she gives me all the courage and bravery that I lacked at that time. Miss Reiser says she's still shy. A few months ago, she took off her headscarf after many years, but she doesn't want this to be understood as an act of liberation. Don't get confused. Freedom is not in a style of dress or in a garment. But for me, personally, in ideas, in the mind. That's where true freedom lies. Some people in the Muslim community took it as an insult. But that was my personal choice. She has also done this for young girls who may also feel this way but cannot put it into words. For them, Ms. Reiser has one message, above all. It's about living fully free, being self-aware and allowing ourselves to make mistakes, experiment and change. Change always has a very negative connotation, but in reality, it means that you are evolving as a person, and that is a wonderful thing. Then wrestle with that report by Franka Welz. When Obas ties his turban, it's almost like watching a work of art. He explains how every piece of cloth around his ears, mouth and nose has a meaning behind it. But members of the Tuareg community, including Obas, first have to earn their turban. Obas, which translates to little cousin, is a rapper from Niger, who aims to merge his culture with his music. 
He raps about traditional themes like old Tuareg stories and the role of women. His goal is to blend Tuareg culture with modern rap and perform it on the international stage. Dunya Zadaki met Obas, and Inika Mules has the story. That's Obas rapping, in Tamashek, the language spoken by the nomadic Tuareg people. He's telling stories of Tuareg culture in his own words. This one is about the role women play in the community. Obaz is sitting in a large tent covered with heavy red and green carpets. I talk about respect for women. For example, this tent, it belongs to the woman. She can pack it up and walk away with it. So, the woman is in charge and she makes the law. The man is called upon to obey the woman. We attach great importance to this. A good Tuareg man is someone who obeys his wife, and it is the woman who makes the laws in her house. Obaz is 23 years old. His real name is Abdul Malik Abu Inchiwak. Obaz means little cousin, he explains. Why Obaz? It should create a connection with the people like a cousin. It breaks down barriers and differences and then lets you joke around with everyone. For me, this is a true message of peace. Obaz wants to spread his culture beyond borders. He hails from Agadez, a desert town in northern Niger, best known in international media as a hotspot for migrants on their way to Europe. Agadez was once famous among tourists from all over the world for the culture of the Tuareg people, a well-known nomadic community. But today, hardly any tourists venture this far north. One of the reasons is the Tuareg rebellion in Mali and Niger. The image of the peaceful travelling community wandering through the Sahara with a caravan crumbled after the rebellion. The Tuareg in Mali demanded their own state, leading to a series of bloody power struggles. As the conflict raged, the myth of the peaceful men in blue was gradually destroyed. Now the headlines frequently report on the deadly Islamist insurgency that is spreading through the region. But Obaz wants his city to be known for just one thing, the cultural heritage of the Tuareg. Obaz leaves the tent and enters his parents' house. On display are traditional headdresses and large sabres, which have been elaborately decorated by hand alongside embroidered robes, many of which Obaz made himself. Traditional embroidery, art or clothing would otherwise be forgotten very quickly, he says. That's part of the reason why he wants to combine tradition and modernity in his music and dancing. If we don't mix cultures, they won't stand the test of time. So we take these old practices and traditions that we inherited and bring them onto the stage and into the studio. We're bringing it all into the modern age to save it and share it with as many people as possible. For example, when you upload a video to YouTube, people all over the world watch it. If we make use of our traditions, crafts, arts, clothing, dance and jewelry and give it a place in modernity, it can develop and withstand the test of time. We make other people want to discover our culture and ask questions. Obaz has been fascinated by Tuareg culture since childhood, he says, while tying his turban. The soft white cloth glides through his hands. Step by step, he covers his head, mouth and nose. There's meaning behind each part of his method, he explains. 
With the turban, a boy becomes a man in a ceremony. It shows that he knows how to protect himself, that he can take responsibility. And to do this, he needs to know how to cover his mouth and nose so that he won't speak any evil. He has to lower his gaze. He can stare at people. It's a sign of respect. Today, Obaz performs at festivals and weddings and shares his music videos online. Here's a taste. The backdrop of his videos is unmistakable. The desert landscape of his homeland, the red centuries-old mud buildings of Agadez. Obaz and other young Tuareg dance in their blue robes and white turbans, adorned with jewellery and ornate belts. Many of his homemade garments are even in demand for weddings and other celebrations. His passion has already helped to form a small clique of artists in Agadez. Together they are earning money with tradition, art and creativity. Perhaps an alternative livelihood for more young people in Agadez, if they are properly supported, says Obaz. Youth unemployment in Obaz's native Niger is particularly high. Niger is one of the poorest countries in the world. Armed groups exploit the plight of many young people, sometimes by recruiting them. But Obaz prefers to work on solutions with courage, tradition and creativity. In a commute with that report by Dunya Sadaki. And that's our show for this week. If you'd like to listen to more World in Progress episodes, you can do so at dw.com slash worldinprogress or wherever you get your podcasts. The studio team was Wiebke Tegtmeier and Jürgen Kuhn. I'm Sarah Steffen saying thanks for listening and bye for now.